Where does the time go? We spent all this time waiting for the NFL season to start. Not only are we already a week in, but we are approaching week two. This is TDs and threes. I am Daz, of course. We've got Smithy in the house who is looking to rebound after what was frankly a a much-needed rundown on the disgraceful weekend that uh, that you had, my friend. How are you? Yeah, well, the positive is I know that this week can only go better for me because mm. it, it literally cannot get worse. So, um, yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to this week of football. Well, you could plateau and just go as badly again. Yeah, well, that's just flattened me all of a sudden, so thanks for that. <laughs> no worries at all. Teed is here, the great man. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good as always. You know, it just feels like yesterday or the week one ended and we're getting ready for week two tomorrow. So it's exciting times. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And that is right there, ladies and gentlemen, the most optimistic Cowboys fan anywhere in the world right about now because the rest of them are uh, on suicide watch at the moment, but we hope they're okay. Uh, before we get stuck into everything, uh, the ESPN app, you can still join our public TDs and threes league. Your score from week one will be added into the league. So you're not starting on zero. And if you got double digits, congratulations, you're coming first because TD's brother, who we might have to get on the show if he's going to be more of an expert than our man Bubbles himself, and I are currently leading with the uh, rest of the crew down there on eight, so we're feeling good. So jump in, TD's and threes, the way that it is spelled wherever you get your podcast, wherever you're listening at the moment. And before we get into what are we looking forward to, boys, a couple of the podcast platforms that we go out to um, have been updated. So Access is back, which is fantastic. And a nice little review here from Cody, which includes a bit of a clip um, to me. So I know you boys will enjoy that. Uh, But Cody H from Toronto, and I'll read this verbatim. Um, Hi, guys. Uh, I've got a positive, a negative, and a funny. We'll be the judge of that. Uh, I'll start with the negative. Sometimes uh, Daz's audio can be a bit clunky. Well, fingers crossed uh, that has been fixed, Cody. So you'll have to let me know on your end how that's going. But loving the content and the way that you guys can, and then in air quotes, hang it on each other. You could have said shit instead of it, but that's okay, Cody. We'll forgive you. Uh, just a heads up, my mum doesn't enjoy the show because she thinks you guys bully each other. So that's just, that's the uh, that's the funny one there. So welcome yeah. to Australia, to son. <laughs> yeah, yeah Bye, absolutely. Mom. But huge love to Cody and his mum there. Thanks for checking this out, mate. Fingers crossed you're listening at the moment and you can enjoy that. But fellas, what are we looking forward to in week two? We talked last week about who we think needs a big bounce back, but the slate is wiped clean. Something that we're looking forward to, Smithy. I'm looking forward to seeing how teams recover from a bad loss. I'm looking at the Colts. Uh, well, that was a tie technically, but I'm looking at the Colts. I'm looking at the Titans. I'm looking at the Packers, looking at the Rams. All these teams that we spoke about a few days ago about having a really bad loss in week one. I'm looking forward to seeing how they bounce back and recover in week two. I think if you go one and one with a good game and a bad game, it's an even slate. But if you go 0-2 with two bad performances, the the warning signs really start to go off. Yep, I like it. Tate? Yeah, mine's actually along the same kind of lines. Um, I am actually looking forward to two teams that I'm really interested in this season, the Bengals and the Raiders, seeing how they bounce back from losses. I don't think either of them can afford to drop to 0-2. 
at this stage. And, um, you know, I'm expecting them both to win, spoiler alert, but I am, I'm looking forward to seeing how they go. Well, that's only 14 games that we need to preview now that our man spoiled a couple. I'm, again, kind of along the same lines, but a different flavour. I'm looking forward to a couple of rookies that struggled a little in their opening games to find their feet. And talking about Christian Watson, who, of course, dropped that open uh, touchdown pass that went straight through his hands. And, of course, James Cook, I hope he gets a run at it for the Bills because uh, his first touch was a fumble, which was unfortunate. So, fingers crossed those two. Uh, can get on the field, uh, dominate, and go well because we love the rookies here at Teddies and Threes. But let's get straight into the game previews, guys. Of course, you guys did the draft uh, off screen. We're not sure if we're going to bring it sort of to uh, the podcast because we are a bit uh, sensitive into how much time we are taking. So let's get stuck into it. It's the Vikings and the Eagles, which was an interesting number one pick from you, Teed. You are you had the power and you've gone with a very interesting game. Yeah, and it just so happens to be the last game of the week. The game stood out to me. Uh, both teams coming off wins in week one. I thought one was a little more impressive than the other. Um, and I'm speaking of the Vikings, although the Eagles to win in week one, it's always the, um, the plans. <laughs> I guess you can't knock them for that. But for the Vikings, it's all about consistency. We've seen them have big wins in the past and then struggled in games they should win. I know last year they, they had back-to-back wins against the Packers and the Chargers and then followed that up with a loss to the Lions and then lost to the Cowboys without Dak Prescott. So um, for them, it's just all about consistency and that kind of starts with Kirk Cousins. I know there's plenty of um, people out there still on the fence about him, but I, I think this team is ride or die with him um, and it's just up to him. And if he's going to be the guy they need him to be, it's hard for me at this point to find a weak unit on this team, um, especially after that win last week. They passed efficiently. They ran well. Their defense played really well. Um, and as I, I spoke on Kirk Cousins coming into this game, he's 6-3 and three against the Eagles, which includes 2-0 and o as a Viking. But it is the first game against the Vikings for Jalen Hurts. He started his season well last week. Um, I've been on the fence about Jalen Hurts and, and his arm, I guess. It looked good last week. He looked good delivering that deep ball. And, um, you know, he's deadly on the ground once again. We all know that. We knew it last year and we, we knew it coming into this year. But it's good to see him continue doing that. And just felt like whenever Philadelphia needed a first down, he got it. Um, it's got to be super frustrating for defenses. And it is a big part of this Eagles offense. Um, and I think it's more likely than not going to happen in this game. Philadelphia's defense allowed 35 points last week to the Lions. Um, in my opinion, the Vikings are much better, and I think they're going to be able to run the ball well. I think they're going to m- move the ball well through the air, and I, I just can't see the Eagles scoring enough points to keep up with them, so I'm going to be picking the Vikings. Boom, there we go. I, I reckon our man's off to an elite start, Smithy. He got the number one pick, and I reckon he's dominated. Yeah, this was a really good game. I probably would have picked this game at two if it fell to me, honestly. Um, it's probably the game I'm most excited to watch. That isn't my Carolina Panthers. So good pick at one teed. I disagree. I'm tipping the Eagles. Um, I think the Packers' run game actually looked pretty good against Minnesota last week. But because of the game script and where they were, they couldn't utilize that running game. Whereas I think the Eagles from the start are going to be able to run the ball efficiently. And I have more faith in the Eagles as an entity this season than I do the Vikings. So um, I've got to trust the Eagles to win at home. 
Well, both of these teams are going to win their divisions, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this game. I guaranteed it before the season started, and let me tell you, it's ageing like Jennifer Aniston at the moment. But the disrespect to the Vikings, Smith, is extraordinary. Uh, I think the Eagles' defence is their weakness, and your man Jay Jettas is going to put up outrageous numbers. He's going to put up another 110 with a touchdown or two. Stop dancing, Smithy, or you'll get kicked off the show. You know the rules. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to back the Vikings in. They kind of looked rusty on offense in the second half as well. So if they can get that together, then they'll put up big points on the Eagles. But I feel like this is definitely going to be a points over kind of game. Let's go to pick two, Smid. And you got the, we're going from the last game to the first game. And that is the Chargers and the Chiefs. Speaking of a points over game, uh, this should be an absolute (laughs) cracker at Arrowhead. Um, Patrick Mahomes, a few stats about him. He is unbelievable in the month of September. Uh, He's only lost once in September in his career. Um, And he started off again last week, five touchdowns, zero interceptions, was easily the best quarterback of the weekend. And I can't see that changing. Uh, The thing is, in his career against the AFC West, he's 25 Mm. wins, three losses in division. Two of those three losses came mm. against the Chargers at Arrowhead Stadium. So um, I am mm. cautiously optimistic about the Chiefs this week. I really liked what I saw from the Chargers defense without JC Jackson. Uh, Khalil Mack obviously got to the quarterback and had three sacks. Joey Bosa was disruptive, but I think their secondary did a really good job against Derek Carr. Um, they had three interceptions on the game. And without their top corner in JC Jackson for the week, uh, I think they did a really good job in pass coverage. Um, Derek Carr and the Raiders' offense struggled to move the ball. Asante Samuel was really good, I thought, um, on Devontae Adams, even though he gave up 10 catches. He had an interception and made a few pass breakups. So if they can get JC Jackson back for this game, he's questionable at the moment. The Chargers are going to give it a really good go. I still think the Chiefs are just going to be too good at home. Um, they've had the stranglehold over the division for so long. And I think with the way they've started, um, they're going to get off to a hot start and it's going to be up to the Chargers, the Broncos and the Raiders to sort of chase them down towards the end of the season. So uh, it's the Chiefs for me. On a little sad note, Trent McDuffie got moved to IR with a hamstring injury. So uh, disappointing we only got to see him for limited time before an injury, but uh, fingers crossed he can get back and healthy soon. Yeah, fingers crossed. You've bought a lot of the great man's stock this year, Smith, so I know you'll keep an extra eye on him throughout his recovery. Ted, before I get to you, I'm just going to keep my analysis short and sweet. I think we've got a team that knows how to win versus a team that's learning how to win. And considering the team that knows how to win is at home, I think I've got to back them in. If the Chargers can get it done, then I think they'll cement themselves as genuine contenders. But until that happens, I think I've got to back the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. What about yourself? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. And I agree as well. Um, I think both teams are going to find ways to score in this game. Um, but I just think my the way I'm picking this year is just picking home teams in these matchups, um, AFC West matchups. I've said to you, if, they, if these teams can win their, their division games at home, um, it puts them in a great spot. And I'm just going to be picking the Chiefs just because I, I think that's a smart thing to do. Yeah, I like it. Let's go to the Niners and the Seahawks. And, geez, speaking of uh, two teams that couldn't have had more different week ones, Tate. 
yeah, we um, we would have expected these two records or the records of these two teams to be flipped. Um, I think we all kind of expected the 49ers to, to win last week and, and we all expected the Broncos to beat the Seahawks, but obviously that didn't happen. And I, and I really do hope that last week wasn't a one-off for Seattle. I think this team could be a fun one to cheer on um, considering their low expectations. They were efficient on offense. They played great defense. Uh, and I think that's the blueprint for their success this season. If they're going to win games this year, it's going to be efficient offense and strong defense. And they can do that. And they showed that last week. I think it's a better matchup this one, at least coming up against quarterbacks. Um, you know, they're coming up against Trey Lance in game two. He didn't look great last week. And, and I'm happy to uh, cop the weather as an excuse for one game. But I think the pressure is on if he doesn't step up in this game, especially considering it's their first game at home, their home opener. Um, you know, they've got Jimmy G there. As, as much as they're going to say he's just there um, as a backup, the just going to keep growing if he doesn't perform. Uh, and, you know, whether he likes it or not, the pressure is on him, fairly or, or unfairly. I think it is fairly on him. But um, the 49ers' defense last, last week was poor in the second half. They had a shutout at halftime that allowed 19 points in the second half. They're going to want to improve on that. I think they can. Geno Smith was efficient last week. I don't trust it. Uh, I think this Seahawks offensive line is going to be under a lot of pressure. The 49ers defensive line is loaded, probably probably the best, if not one of the best in the league. Um, that's going to force Geno Smith into some quick decisions, and I think that's going to result in some turnovers, and, and I think that's probably enough to win this game. They're not going to have to do too much. Maybe that's a little disrespectful to the Seahawks, but I think this um, San Francisco 49ers defense is a lot better than the Seattle Seahawks offense, and um, they're going to want to bounce back from last week or the second half last week anyway. But this game, in the end, I think, lies with Trey Lance's performance. Um, he has to be better than last week, and I think he will be. So I'm picking the 49ers at home. This, for me, Smith, is kind of like a, a tale of the loser, which is something I don't like to say about sport, because if the Niners lose, it'll all be about Lance. I agree with T. Depp. And, of course, if the Niners do what I predict they will and win and win comfortably, then it might make the Denver loss look even worse if the Seahawks don't look great in this game. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. If if the Niners can come out and dominate this game, the people aren't going to talk about how good the Niners are. It's all going to turn to Denver, especially depending on how they go this weekend. Um, but yeah, you, you're exactly right. Interesting one for me with the 49ers. Teed said that they're one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. And I agree personnel-wise, but the Chicago Bears offensive line was graded number one in the NFL by ESPN for week one. And that is an offensive line that we have ridiculed all off season um, for being talent deficient. And the fact that they were graded the best offensive line for week one against the San Francisco star started defensive line is a concern. Uh, I'd like to see Nick Bosa and the San Francisco defensive line get Geno Smith and put some pressure on because he looked really comfortable in a clean pocket. So that's going to be the key, but I have a lot of faith in Trey Lance. I think he's going to be really good, and I expect them to get off to a good start in their home opener and, yeah, start one and one Well, while you're on a roll, mate, I thought oh, Daz might get a sleep in on Monday. Got plenty going on at work. I look at the Australian TV schedule, and the Ravens and the Dolphins is on KO. So let me tell you, I'll be getting up, and I can't wait for it. 
But the Dolphins have got the Ravens, and this is going to be an, an underrated good game in my opinion. But is that just a Dolphins fan opinion, or do you share that as well, Smith? No, nah, well, I drafted it as my second game, so I'm really looking forward to this one. Um, I've been pretty high on the Dolphins for a while now, dating back to last year, and I just love what I saw from them in week one. Um, you know, this Patriots defense especially is a really well-coached unit, and the Dolphins moved the ball quite easily against them. Uh, they only scored 20 points, but I think they they moved the ball really well. Their defense was the standout. And coming up against a Baltimore Ravens offense that looked pretty good in week one, it's going to be a massive task, but one I think they can they can really step up to. Um, the Ravens, it was really interesting. They only had 65 rushing yards in the game against New York. Playing in a positive game script, it's the least amount of running y- rushing yards they've had in a game since 2019, I believe. So a really different-looking Baltimore attack. Lamar Jackson was airing the ball out, and I think that's going to make them so much harder to defend, knowing that they can win games the way they did in week one, whereas they don't have to lean on getting 200 rushing yards to win a game. Um, So I think defenses are going to have a really tough time this year. I'm looking forward to seeing how the Baltimore cornerbacks play, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. the speedy wide receivers really hurt the Baltimore Ravens last year. I look at Jamar Chase, who put up a really big game against Baltimore. Um, and those guys who can get out the back and and have big chunk plays really did come back and bite Baltimore. So I think that's going to be a really interesting watch. Can the Dolphins force Lamar Jackson into some turnovers? That's where they're going to win the game. Uh, if they can have short fields and get the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hands. It's going to be a massive key. I'm tipping the Ravens. Um, I think at home, they're just going to be a bit too good. But um, if this young Miami team can really put up a fight and go head to head with, you know, one of the best teams in the AFC, in my opinion, they're they're going to win a lot of admirers, win, loss or draw. So um, Baltimore, but I expect a really, really good game. Teed, before I give my completely biased preview, uh, take it away because I thought Tua was okay without being great. The Dolphins were okay without being great, and hopefully it's just the start of good things. But does it continue? Yeah, I think both of these teams were okay without being great. I know the Ravens um, turned it on in the second half, but they took a while to get going. Um, And I am really looking forward to this game as well. It's two of the teams that I really like this year, Dolphins and the Ravens. Um, and obviously they both won last week. And as you said, I think neither of them impressed me greatly. Um, they got the win and they did what they had to do. And, and that's good enough for week one. Uh, but I think I like what I saw from the Dolphins a little more. Um, and, and maybe it has to do with that strong defense um, and their big playability. They've obviously got those two speedy wide receivers. Um, and it just it just means a big play is just waiting to happen. And we saw last Last week on fourth and seven, the 40-odd yard touchdown, uh, it was a gutsy call from the coach, and and I think that's what you need with a young team, and I'm going to be picking the Dolphins to win this game. Geez, there's some faith that I'm not sure that I share. So the news coming out of today is that Austin Jackson, Greg Little, Liam Eichenberg, and Taron Armstead might not be playing. Uh, Greg Little's definitely not going to play Uh, It looks like the other three are touch and go with a very cautious side. So the Dolphins' offensive line is already not great. 
So add those injuries in there, and that's going to be a struggle. Um, a couple of stats just to cheer on tour, because I'm going to be in the tour corner all season long, no matter what, because the kid deserves a go. Of passes from 11 to 18 yards, he had the second most completions and the third best quarterback rating in week one, only behind Mahomes and Herbert. So a huge tick there as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he probably could have had a pick, and the uh, he can sometimes panic when he's about to get sacked, but that's a young guy who's just been injured a couple of times in the past. I'm into his corner, but I'm going to lean on the side of pessimism and say the Ravens, and I can't lose either way. We're either an absolute contender or Daz gets the tip right. So sitting on the fence, 100%. But well played, Lamar, yeah, Lamar Jackson's lowest QBR rating uh, last year was against the Dolphins. So there you go. The defense has done well on him. Uh, let's go to the Cardinals and the Raiders. Teed, all you, my friend, take it away. Yeah, both of these teams need to bounce back. Uh, probably the Cardinals more, I'd say. The way they looked in week one um, was atrocious. Uh, but the Raiders, they obviously need to bounce back too, coming off a loss. Despite three turnovers, I thought they played pretty well. Um, they only lost that game by four points. And if they had a stop towards the end, they would have had a chance to to win that game, which is you know, hard to believe the way the, the Chargers started and, and the way they looked after the ball. But the Cardinals, on the other hand, looked hopeless. Uh, they gave up 44 points to Kansas City. And I think we knew their defense was going to struggle, um, especially against the Chiefs in that matchup. But their offense, I thought, was really poor as well. They had their second drive of the game was an 11-play touchdown drive. Their five other first-half drives lasted three plays three plays, five plays, four plays, and one play, which was a kneel down to end the half. And by that point, the game was over. I think it was 27 to three at half or 27 to seven at halftime or something like that. It's just, you don't come back from that very often. And I think we all felt they would struggle early without DeAndre Hopkins, uh, but I didn't think they'd struggle that much. And I am interested to see how they fare against this Raiders defense, which has a really good uh, pass rush. Uh, but I think if your offensive line can hold up and you've got a quarterback that can evade pressure, uh, you can have success against them, can move the ball and score against them. And Kyler Murray, I think we all know, can evade pressure. And Arizona's offensive line, although it's old, I think they, they can do enough to keep him clean for the main part of the game. Um, I think they should look a much much better than last week. If they don't, there's real issues there. Um, but that really does mean nothing if that defense is a no-show. Uh, and I think that whole game, or this whole game, depends on the Cardinals' defense if they're going to show up or not. They have to improve on last week, um, or it's going to be a very long season. Vegas, they're clearly super talented offensively. There's plenty of mouths to feed. I know Devonta Adams got a lot of the work last week, and he's probably going to get that every week, I'd say. But um, you know, they need to to give guys like uh, Darren Waller and even Hunter Renfro, who was really quiet last week. Um, he's going to have to get into the game plan. And I think they're going to try and get him the ball early in this game. They're going to want to get the run game going. They, they, well, I think they only used Josh Jacobs 10 times uh, in week one. And even uh, Brandon Bolton wasn't used very much at all. And, you know, they, they weren't, they weren't in a position to use them properly anyway. And when they were using them, it just wasn't working. So I think in this game against a team that is, you know, able to be run on. I think they're going to try and run on them. Um, and, and I do like Renfro to not bounce back because he didn't have a bad game. He just wasn't used very well. I think he'll be used a little more in this game. Um, and I think that leads to a nice win. So I'm going to be picking the Raiders. Yeah, I'm picking the, the Raiders as well. I think they played pretty 
poorly, pretty rusty, I think is the term that I would use. And they still came within five points of the Chargers and the Cardinals. They were just, they were the epitome of a shit show for mine. So as simple as that sounds, I'll take the Raiders here, Smith. Yeah, Raiders for me as well. Um, the Raiders didn't look good against a really good team and still nearly won. So um, I think another game of Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels together, and I think the biggest reason, Teed mentioned it, their defense, the Cardinals, was terrible against um, against the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs can make any defense look bad, but they just lack so much talent on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they've got some high draft picks who aren't producing. Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins aren't very good off-ball in coverage. Uh, they got torched quite a few times. And the cornerback position is such a worry. And when you're coming up against Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro, as you mentioned, Teed, plus Darren Waller, I, I don't think they have the, the players on defense to stop them. So I think the Raiders' offense bounces back and has a good win. A sweep across the board, which we love. Let's go to the Saints and the Bucks, Smithy. And this is quite extraordinary, considering it seems like the entire Bucks offense has had some time off this week with Tom Brady non-injury related, Leonard Fournette, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin have all missed sessions this week. Yeah, it's a bit of a uh, walking wounded already in Tampa Bay, and you know this is one of the things I flagged in the preseason when I made that hot take, as it was that the Bucs weren't going to make the playoffs. And I, I still believe in that because as good as they moved the ball, they couldn't capitalize in the red zone. Um, and I think each week is going to take a toll on Tom Brady. The New Orleans Saints haven't lost to the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers in the regular season. They're 4-0. And I expect that trend to continue, to be honest. I'm tipping the Saints at home. I love what the Saints showed in their comeback win against Atlanta. Jameis Winston threw the ball really well in that last quarter. Michael Thomas is back and healthy, and we've shown what a difference maker he can be. Um, one thing that's going to be interesting is Alvin Kamara. Didn't get much run uh, last week against the Falcons. Taysom Hill had more rushing yards than Alvin Kamara, which is something I definitely didn't have on my 2022 bingo card. Um, so I think... They need to get him involved early, whether it be purely running or get him involved in the passing game. Um, we can, we've seen how dynamic he can be when you give him a screen pass or you know just a short pass over the middle. He can take it to the house. So I really am looking forward to that. The Saints' defense is going to be their strength, and I think they're only going to improve on what they produced against Atlanta. Atlanta managed to move the ball, but the thing that gave them the most trouble was Marcus Mariota being so mobile in the pocket. He was able to move the defense and create plays with his legs. It's fair to say Tom Brady isn't going to do the same thing this week. So I think the Saints defense are going to be able to get way more set and way more comfortable. Uh, they have the wood over him in regular season play, and I don't have a reason for that not to continue. So I'm going to tip the New Orleans Saints. I'm not enjoying the amount of agreement that's going on between Smithy and I, but I agree. I think the Saints get it done and, and what a narrative it is going to be. And I'll tell you what, if the Saints do win, and of course I expect that they do, I'm not a big fan of Undisputed, but the Cowboys are seemingly gone for skip. And if Tom Brady loses in the same weekend, he might actually burst into flames. So that's going to be an exciting watch, I think. Teed, who wins this game? Yeah, well, Smithy's nearly flipped my tip. 
Um, I think he um, he nailed that game. But I just I, I like the Bucks more than the Saints. Um, and maybe it's just maybe I'm taking a little bit too long to get on the Saints bandwagon. But I didn't like them coming into the year, and and I think the way they played, they weren't impressive. I think the comeback was impressive. Before that, wasn't. Um, and week one, fair enough, they got the win. But um, you know, I think I like the Bucks a little bit more, so I'm going to pick them. Might be a little bit slow to the party. But anyway, speaking of teams that need to bounce back, we'll move on. The Colts and the Jags, one who should have definitely won the game in the Colts after their 20-3 to comeback that looked like they were going to steal it, but they didn't. And the Jags, who led with three minutes and eight seconds to go and couldn't get across the line against the Commanders. So what do we think is going to happen in this one? Well, it might be a bit of a theme for me picking Jaguars games this year. I'm just so intrigued by them as a team and, and Trevor Lawrence as a quarterback. But this is the rematch of that Week 18 game last year um, in which the Jags ended the Colts season um, and kind of spun everyone out of control playoff-wise. I think coming into that week, we all assumed the Colts would win and, and they would have the playoff spot. And um, and when they didn't, all these other teams sort of had had opportunities to make the playoffs. I think the Steelers snuck in because of that game. So that that really was a domino effect game last year and it was it was incredible to see. But the Colts were bad last week for three quarters and overtime. Their fourth quarter was really good and they did well to get back into that game. And um to be honest, I think they'd be happy with a tie considering where they were at the end of the third. Um but they did run ninety plays offensively, which is it's unheard of. It's not ideal to have Matt Ryan attempting 50 passes in a, in a week one game. Jonathan Taylor had 31 carries, which I think is a little concerning. Last year we saw um, how effective he was and he averaged less than 20 carries a game. Uh, I think obviously if you have to give him the ball, you have to give him the ball, but they really didn't use anyone else, just Jonathan Taylor. And I think um, you need to lower that and they will. I don't think they're going to use him 31 times in this game. Uh, the Jags defended the run well last week. I thought they held Washington to 85 yards on 28 attempts, but stopping Jonathan Taylor is, is a little different, um, and, and that goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. And I think that's where this game is won. And even the Colts' passing attack, it, it gets better when Jonathan Taylor is moving the ball, and that's why he's such a big factor in not only this game, but um, all the games the Colts play. He's probably going to be the main factor in all of their games, and I think that's fairly obvious. For the Jags, um, they just need to convert better on third down. I thought they played pretty well last week, but they did go three for 12 um, on third down, which it's a horrible percentage to be converting at. And, and a lot of those were third and long or very long, thanks to sacks or penalties. Um, you know, if they can clean that up, I think they're every chance to win at home. And, and I think they will. I think they can clean it up, and I'm going to pick them to win this game. Forgot that I was on mute there, but there we go. I've unmuted myself. I like it. I just, because Smith, I'm excited to see where you stand, but I think the Jags want to win, of course. That's a stupid thing to say, but bear with me. I think the Colts need to win this game, and and that's why I'll pick them. It's as simple as that. The Jags are still moving along in their rebuild, and they can be forgiven for dropping a game like this. I don't think you can forgive the Colts. It was a pretty unforgivable tie if there is such a thing in the NFL last week, and they'll need to bounce back. I agree, Jonathan Taylor, 31 carries and you still can't get a victory is not good, especially with 50 passes from from Matt Ryan. So if the efficiency can go up 
uh, they'll get the win on the board, and I expect that they will. Antonio Gibson wasn't used as a running back last week, and the Jags still let him uh, lead the commanders in rushing yards. So I expect Jonathan Taylor to have a big one, and I expect the Colts to win the game. Smithy? Yeah, the Colts cannot lose this game. They they just can't. Their season rides on this. If they lose to the two worst teams in the division, uh, it's yeah, it's not going to be good. So the Colts need to lose, need to win this game. Um, I I like what the Jaguars did, and I think they're going to be a really fun team to watch. But uh, there's way more riding on this week two game for Indianapolis than there is Jacksonville. Beautiful. There we go. And to finish off the in-depth before we go quick fire, the Lions and the Commanders, the hard knocks effect is taking over TDs and threes already with the Commanders, even though they were favourites, a somewhat surprising victor, especially on ESPN tipping, in which 74% of people picked the Com- uh, sorry picked the Jags last week. So there you go. Not a lot of people going with the favourites there. But what do we think happens in this one, Smithy? I think this is going to be a shootout. And if it's anything, if week one's anything to go by, we're going to see points, points, points. And that's what you love to see in games like these. We don't think either of these two teams are going to seriously contend for the playoffs, but it's going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, I really love the Lions offense. I said it in the review, but Jared Goff, he's starting to warm on me. Um, I think he, I think he does throw I think he does throw a good ball, and when you can get him comfortable into an offense with some weapons around him, I like what he can do. DeAndre Swift is obviously the main man. Little red flag, he didn't practice this morning uh, with an ankle injury, so there's a little watch on DeAndre Swift, but hopefully that's just a maintenance thing. Uh, They've got pretty good pass-catching weapons now, and their offensive line is great, so... I have full faith that the Detroit Lions can move the ball down the field against a Washington defense that didn't look that great against Jacksonville, to be honest. Um, I think if the if the Jags were a bit better on third down, like Teed mentioned, and a bit more efficient in the red zone, uh, that game would have gone a different way, and and the Jags obviously would have put a bit a few more points up on the board. Uh, Travis Etienne dropped a walk in touchdown. Trevor Lawrence overthrew Travis Etienne on a on a touchdown throw. So for us Etienne fantasy owners, it wasn't ideal to watch, but uh, it also wasn't great for the Jags. Um, I think they could have put up 38 points last week if, if they were just a bit more clean. And I think Detroit are a bit further in their offensive rebuild than what the Jags are, to be honest. I think the system that they've got around Jared Goff is really working. Um, and they've got some really good pass catches in Amon Ra St. Brown and DJ Chark. Carson Wentz. What Carson Wentz are we going to get this week? Um, it's a bit of a game that he's liked to play with people over the last few years. And we obviously saw mostly the good side of Carson Wentz last week, but we did see those two interceptions. One of them, a really, really poor one. Back-to-back uh, plays. So, yeah, so I, I think little things like that, are going to give the Lions defense a sniff. This Lions defense is bad, but I think they've got just enough there if they can cause Carson Wentz to be under pressure, uh, that they can force him into turnovers and turn those turnovers into points. So I'm going to tip Detroit uh, at home in their home opener. Um, I just have a little bit more faith in the Lions offense than what I do the commander's offense at this stage. Um, and I want to buy into the Detroit Lions hype because they're a really fun team to watch. 
So in the last uh, 25 games of NFL, not including playoffs, no team has lost more games by under a touchdown than the Lions. And how did they respond in week one? They lost by a field goal. So they're off to an incredible start. So at one point or another, they're going to have to break that streak. And I reckon it comes here. So Smith, again, I hate how much agreement that we're having at the moment. But I agree with you. And as someone that has Jared Goff and Amon Ra St. Brown in the same fantasy team, oh boy, am I telling you, I hope I'm right. Uh, T, do you share our optimism over the hard knock side? Uh, no, I don't actually. I think um, both of these teams did look better than I thought lock, they would. I lock the Lions. <laughs> um, but but as I said last week, I think last or week one was the game the Lions were going to get up for, um, maybe their biggest game of the year, and they couldn't get it done there. And, and I think looking at this game, the thing I like most is probably these Washington wide receivers. They looked really good last week. And, uh, you know, even though it is Wentz throwing, <laughs> throwing them the ball, I think I'm happy to uh, decide with the commanders in this game uh, in, in what really could be a, a toss of the coin. But, um, you know, it should be an exciting game. Oh boy, there we go. A little bit of disagreement at the end of the in-depth. Let's go to the quick-fire games. Let's start with the Giants and the Panthers. Smithy, your Panthers have the longest active losing streak in the NFL. Uh, your run defense doesn't look great, and you're coming up against a rejuvenated Saquon Barkley. So that's got to be fun for you. Yeah, thanks for reminding me about those things. Uh, it's great. Thank you. Um, yeah, the run defense is the concern, and our loss to New York last year in New York was one of the more embarrassing moments I've had as a Panthers fan, considering where they were at at that time of the season. But I'm going to lean into the optimistic side, and Daz, you've known me for 10 years. Teed, you've known me for 10 years too. You guys know how optimistic I get about things, and this Panthers team is one of them. I just think we have to bounce back. Um the offense looked really good in the second half. Baker Mayfield had a perfect passer rating in that fourth quarter, trying to lead us back, and Christian McCaffrey finally got involved. Matt Rule needs to realize his mistakes and give the ball to Christian McCaffrey early. I don't think the Giants' defense will be able to contain him. Um, they did a decent job containing Derrick Henry last year, but they're completely type of run, different type of runners. Uh, and I think our defense, who spruiked all preseason about making more plays and getting more takeaways. I think they can put Danny Dimes in a vulnerable position and get our season back on track. So I'm tipping my Panthers. Now, I've had a game or two so far this year that have been kind of sitting on the fence, and I'm going to do it again and pick the Panthers because the optimism, if they win, get the tip right, Smithy's happy, which is going to be fantastic. And if they lose, Matt Rule gets fired. So, and that's a win for all Panthers fans. <laughs> so, Panthers, you know, let's do this. Tate? Yeah, I agree. I think their offense is better, and I think their defense as a whole is better than the Giants. Um, but if the Giants can get to 2-0, and I think that would be you know, a big early season surprise, and there'd be a lot of, uh, lot of talk around that. But I'm going to pick the Panthers. Giants win this, they'll uh, win the division. Then <laughs> to, the, to the win. Let's go to the Steelers and the Patriots now. Someone indulge me because I watched both highlights of these games. Uh, how are the Patriots' favourites exactly? T, explain it to me. Yeah, I've got no clue. Um, you know, Mac Jones obviously struggled against a good defence last week in Miami. I think this Steelers' defence is a little better. They are at home. I, I don't understand. Um, 
how the Steelers are the underdogs, but the bookies are somehow usually right most of the time, but I'm going to go against them in this game and pick the Steelers. Yeah, the Steelers win this one for me. I know Mitch Trubisky wasn't fantastic, but Mac Jones spent Tuesday getting x-rays on his back, and he, he they weren't moving the ball that great at all. His receivers are a couple of Dolphins rejects and Jacoby Myers. I, I don't understand how this team is favorite against a good defense, Smithy. I did warn you guys about the Bill Belichick uh, tax for lack of tax. I guess everyone sort of overrates the Patriots because of Bill Belichick, but this is a bad team uh, and Pittsburgh's defense should do what the Dolphins did last week and just have an absolute field day on Mac Jones. Yeah, I think so as well. Let's go to the Browns and the Jets. And let me tell you, when probably New Year's Day or by the Super Bowl or maybe by the Deshaun Watson trade, you could say, I don't think anyone had penciled in a Jacoby Brissett and Joe Flacco showdown, Smithy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, one of the more bizarre quarterback matchups we're going to see this year and one that I don't really care about. Uh, I think the Browns' defense is clearly the best unit in this game um, and should make life pretty easy for Brissett with short fields and stuff. So the Browns win at home. I think the uh, running backs could just go absolutely insane in this game. Browns for me, Tate. Yeah, I couldn't have said it any better than Smithy. The Browns' defense will dominate this game, and, and their run game will do enough, and that'll make it easy for Jacoby Brissett, who won't have to do really anything in this game. I think it'll be a long day for Joe Flacco. Yeah, I think so. The man who threw 59 passes in week one, which was actually a Jets record I was reading through the week. So, you know, whether that's a record you want or not, there you go. Well done to Joe. Uh, let, you can't get more quick fire than the Rams and the Falcons. Rams win. Let's move on. Yep. Rams uh, win by a lot. Yeah, it doesn't matter how. Just have to win. Yep. Uh, Cowboys, Bengals. I mean. Sim- similar to the last game. It's uh, <laughs> Bengals by a lot, I think. Jeez. Yeah, they've just got to bounce back. Teed. Oh, goodness. Well, well, Daz, uh, sorry. Smithy said he was optimistic about his Panthers. Well, guess what, boys? No. I certainly am not optimistic about oh. <laughs> <Mate, laughs> um, yeah, that. <laughs> that was some MasterChef-style suspense there. Yeah, well, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys kept this game close. I think the way they're going to want to play it is to lean on the run. Um, I don't know why they got away from it last week, but they did. Um, Ezekiel Elliott's going to get a lot of work, and I think they're going to try and keep this game as short as possible and use their defense to a win. But I think the Bengals' passing attack will be far too strong. Um, If Joe Burrow shows up with his wide receivers, they could score a ton of points in this game, and I'm going to pick the Bengals. T. Higgins reportedly going well in concussion protocols as well, which is good to hear. Broncos, Texans, uh, it's just one team wants to win, one team has to win. I'll back the team that has to, Smithy, and that's the Broncos. Yeah, if Denver lose this game, I reckon the uh, the whole state of Colorado will be running Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett out of the state. So, yeah, mm. Denver. And if you're wondering which one is Russell's, it's the most expensive house in the entire state, as was released during the week, something like $31 million, something ridiculous like that, Teed. Yeah, I just I look at this game and I think what a gift it is for the Broncos here after that loss last week in a game. Everyone expected them to win. They could have just as easily um, had a, a tough division game against the Chiefs or something in week two, but they've been given the Texans. Um, they can't afford to drop this game. They, they also can't take this game for granted after the way 
they played last week. I think their defense needs to be better. Um, but you know, I'm going to pick them to win because I, I think they they just can't afford to lose this game. The Packers and the Bears up next, and Aaron Rodgers famously screaming to the Bears crowd that he owns them. Is that going to continue, Teed? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's in Green Bay, so we won't be screaming at Bears fans, but um, the sentiment will go on. I'm not buying into the Bears at all. Um, they had a win last week uh, in that wild weather. I don't know. I'm going to have to see a little more from the Bears, and we're going to find out in this game. The Packers struggled last week, but I think they will bounce back and win this game. Yeah, I think the Packers get the job done. And like I said, I think Christian Watson bounces back. The young man gets his first touchdown and the Packers have a nice win, Smithy. Yeah, I think the Packers definitely bounce back and win. But I like what I saw out of the Bears. I know I'm a Justin Fields man, but I really like the composure uh, and cool head that he showed in that last half comeback in that weather to command the offense and go on two touchdown drives when the conditions were like that. Shows a lot of maturity. And they also had four defensive rookies play all snaps uh, and contribute really well. Jaquan Brisker had six tackles and a tackle for loss. Kyler Gordon had a pass breakup. And uh, Jawan Robinson had one and a half sacks. So um, some really valuable rookie production out of the Bears, which is good to see. But I think the Packers win. And to finish off the games before we get into the good old prediction Stuff the Bills and the Titans, and I think the Bills do a massive number on the Titans here and win plenty, and I'm talking more than last week. Smithy? Yeah, Bills by how much? Just give me a number, any number, and I won't be surprised. I'll probably say more. Fair enough. Tate? Well, the Titans did beat the Bills last year. Um, Obviously, this is a different Bills team, but they – rode Derrick Henry into the ground in that game. Um, they won it off his back. But I think the Bills' home opener, I don't think there's any chance they lose this game. Yeah, I don't think they do either. Okay, let's get to the locks. The locks, of course, being that we guarantee a victory to a side who is favoured by less than a touchdown. Or, of course, not a favourite at all. And just to answer a question I got from a someone on TikTok, um, they don't have to cover the line. They just have to win the game. I know that sounds a bit iffy, but the line is for Smithy certs. And, of course, you can catch those on TikTok as well. So if they're favoured under a touchdown, but they don't cover the line, you still get the locks. So no stress about that. Dazzling went 1-0 and and two 0-1s at the top of the screen, as I can see, with the Dolphins' victory side. Two for two. Lock it in. Can't lose. Raiders over the Cardinals. I've got no faith in Arizona's defence whatsoever, and even though both your locks lost by the same amount, Smithy went shithouse in the cert, so Teed gets picked too. Yeah, it was an extremely tough week to be picking a lock. Not many games really qualify for the less-than-a-touchdown favourite, but I'm going to go with an underdog. I'm going with Smithy's Panthers. Um, I, as I said, I think they are much better, uh, much better offensively. Their defence is much better. I think a lot of people may be buying in to um, the way the Giants played in the second half a bit too much. I think um, the Panthers are, are big favourites if the Giants maybe don't get a, a call that goes their way in a big play in the second half and go on to lose that game quite easily. Um, and I think this is just an overreaction um, that's put the Giants into favouritism. So I'm going to pick the Panthers. Extraordinary stuff. And Smithy, finish us off with the first part of your redemption arc. 
Yeah, well, two things quickly. Uh, the first one is thank you, Teed, because I didn't want to have to choose not to lock my Panthers, so I'm glad you took that decision out of my hands. And two, to the fan on TikTok, the only reason we mentioned the lines in the lock is because we can't pick a team that's favoured by more than a touchdown. So that's the only relevance that the lines have with the locks. Uh, my pick is going to be the Colts over the Jags. I just, we mentioned it before, but if the Colts lose this game, it is essentially season over. I think there's so much riding on it. And although I like what the Jags have been doing, um, if the Colts are going to go on and win the division, like pretty much everyone's predicted them to do, they need to come out and win this game quite comfortably. So that's that's my pick. And he's on a roll, our man, and let me tell you, he needs to get on a roll here because he might not be invited back on the show if he offers up the crap that he did in week one when it comes to Smithy Certs. He's down three to Colin. Like we said, the redemption arc, it starts now. Let's get to Smithy Certs, mate. Five picks for the weekend, the same as Blazing Five, except you go yours first. So if Colin matches you, it's just simply plagiarism. That's it. He's he's listening in and he's trying to hold his lead already. If he copies me, that's what I'm going with. Uh, my first pick is going to be the Chargers plus four and a half tomorrow. Um, I think this is a, a game that's decided by a field goal or less. And the Chargers actually have a really good record against Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead. So um, although I think the Chiefs will win, I can't see it by being more than a field goal. So Chargers plus four and a half looks good to me. Second pick is going to be the Saints plus two and a half. Um, I'm picking them to win the game. I think that they know how to play Tom Brady in the regular season. And with all the health concerns around the Bucks at the moment, I think the Saints can win this game at home. My third pick is my Carolina Panthers plus one and a half. They burnt me last week, but I just don't understand how we're not favored in this game. Uh, the Giants had a good win in week one, granted, but let's not forget that this roster is pretty talent-deprived. And um, if the Panthers can't beat the Giants, it's going to be absolute panic stations. My fourth pick and my fourth underdog, the Pittsburgh Steelers, plus two and a half against the Patriots at home. We mentioned it. We cannot believe that the Steelers aren't favored in this game. Um, and I don't think this Patriots roster is any good at all. So uh, I'll have all of that. And my last pick is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles minus one and a half on Monday night football. I just really love this Philadelphia roster, and I think that their defense, despite underperforming, is going to have another week to gel with some new pieces, uh, and I think it's going to be not great weather in Philadelphia. So it's going to favor their rushing attack. Um, and I can see them winning quite a scrappy game. So four underdogs this week, I'm, I'm going for it. This is going to be the, the, the weekend to turn it around. I think boys. Well, they also, sorry. Also the reason for that speed is because you won't be here for the review. So you won't cop it in person. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I am taking a slight hiatus away from the live shows going on a little much needed holiday, but uh, you will still get Smithy certs every week via the two lovely gentlemen on the show. Have we got a guest in, do we? No, you two. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure we qualify for those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reeled him in beautifully. <laughs> All right, let's get to TDs. TDs, he got two out of five last week. And, uh, well, Smithy, it's fair to say the group chat's been lighting up about the guarantees. He, six out of five he could get if it was possible is what we're hearing from our man. He's that confident. 
What have you got for us, mate? What have you got for us in terms of TDs? TDs, who can we count on to get a touchdown in week two? Yeah, feeling good about this week, actually. Um, I'll start with quarterback, and this is once again to get a rushing touchdown, although we could change it to passing touchdown. I I think I nailed last week, but we'll stick with uh, (laughs) rushing touchdown. I've gone with Trey Lance against the Seattle Seahawks. I really like the way he ran the ball last week. He looked good. Um, I think if the 49ers can get close to the goal line, he's going to have an opportunity to run one in. Um, He's such a big body and he can power through some defenders and and put one in. So I like the way Trey Lance is looking in this game. Running back, I've gone to tomorrow's game. I've gone Austin Eckler, um, and this is just a percentages game. He, He scores a touchdown. He probably scores two touchdowns in every three games he plays. He hasn't scored one yet this season, so... Um, I'm backing him in to score one. Wide receiver, I've gone with Jamar Chase against the Cowboys. I think um, he's going to explode in this game. Uh, I'll start off strong. I think, um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he had 200 receiving yards in this game. I think he's a chance to get 150. I think he's certainly going over 100, um, and I think he's certainly going to score a touchdown. So I've got a big day on the cards for Jamar Chase. And, you know, in a way, I'm excited to see it, but also... Uh, not for obvious reasons, but um, at tight end, I've gone for TJ Hawkinson. Uh, he had plenty of targets last week, didn't get into the end zone. I think the Lions are going to want to use him a little more against Washington. Um, and I think, you know, I think he gets into the end zone this week. And for uh, the defense or special teams, I've gone with the Cleveland Browns. I think this was easy for me um, because they're going up probably against one of the worst offenses in the league with Joe Flacco at quarterback. And I can just see him, you know, if he's going to throw the ball 59 times in this game, which I don't think he will, but if he's going to throw it more than 40 times, he's going to throw a couple of interceptions. Um, he could get sacked, lose the ball. So I think there's a big chance the Browns score a touchdown on defense um, or maybe fluke a, a kick return or something like that. But I'll, I'll go with the Browns. Jeez, the confidence that our man exuded in going through that, Smithy, is palpable. He's oozing confidence out, man. I'm not sure he has the runs on the board to be uh, so confident with himself, but uh, I, I like it. 400. <laughs> He's going well, our man. All right, Smithy, you can sign us off in your signature style, my friend, for the last time in a, in a few shows. So uh, the audience will miss you, mate. We'll miss you incredibly. And um, if any of our TikTok clips go really, really well while you're gone, we might not have you back. So it's pretty dangerous to take a week off in this business, but... We'll miss you plenty, my friend. Yeah, my position's hanging on a knife's edge, especially if I don't perform this week and go on holidays. Uh, This might be the last time you fans hear from me. So if so, thank you for the ride. But no, in all seriousness, uh, it's going to be sad going away from the show for a few weeks. But I know these two boys will carry the load while I'm gone. And um, you'll still hear from me throughout the few weeks I'm away. And I'll be looking forward to getting back. Hope you enjoy week two of the NFL season. It's going to be an absolute cracker. And these boys are going to be back to rip the piss out of a week to review. Uh, Hope your team goes well unless you support the Giants. But until then, stay safe, everyone.